Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Today, we are chatting with veteran actor, Ronnie Dean Blevins. I was going through... <laughs> your IMDb page, you have a lot of movies that are out or coming out. I think the most recent is Father Stew, uh, which is just a fantastic film. But you've been a very, very busy individual. Uh, thanks for hanging out today. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for um, thanks for thanks for having me, man. I checked out some of your uh, some of your episodes. You got some good guests. I do. Well, you're on that list for sure. Um, I know you're, again, as I mentioned, you're very busy, but you've just been, this last year has been nonstop for you, it seems, for projects. Like, you've just, you've been really, really busy, which is a good thing, I think, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, the pandemic came, and, you know, obviously it shut things down. And then, um, and I always, I thought during that time period that when things uh, got back up and running, there'd be a little bit of a renaissance, and that's kind of exactly what happens. Um and uh yeah so it's 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 really been just nonstop since 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 things got back up and running so uh, so how does that work do you just go from project to project pretty much or do you work on one stop on another and then start on something else because as i mentioned you know sort of jokingly but you've got three or four movies here that are either out or or on the way out I mean, how does that work for you specifically? You know, no actor is really working. I mean, and save for maybe a, a, a tiny percentage, just nonstop. Unless, and even when you're on a show, you're, you're working for, you know, even if it's like a network show, you're you're working like eight months on and a, and a few months off. But um, um, for me, I have been away from my home a lot in the last year and a half. You know, I am. Um, I worked on a movie called uh, Emancipation, a Will Smith movie, and and yes. um, we I was on that for about six months. Now we had shut down for a little while, and that shot in New Orleans. Um, okay. And um, and you know I have a, a, a wife and a five year old, so it's 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 particularly hard to be away from them. You know, um, obviously very grateful for the work, but um, so you know. Um, and then I, I worked on that for six months and then I was back in January and then I left again in February to do another movie for a month. And now I'm home um, for about two or three months until I leave to do a show. Uh, so I would say that's, you know, that's that's pretty standard for for someone who stays pretty busy. Even then, you're probably working maybe like uh, 50 to 60 percent of the, the year, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, I have a seven-year-old, so I get it. Oh, wow. You know, um, and uh, just always going nonstop. Of course, as you said, you know, it's great to have the work, but then what maybe a lot of people don't get is that you're gone for, like, large blocks of time, especially when you're on, like, a major motion picture. Like, you could be gone for very extended periods of time. Um, but Father Stu is the one that I've seen the most recently. You have a fun part in that movie, uh, I mean, and it's just an all-around great story as well. How did you 
find out about that project and what sort of interested you in being a part of that story? Well, um, Father Stu, you know, it, it was something that um, that was one of the first things that came up uh, that uh, during the pandemic. So I hadn't worked in about a year. And okay. um, and that was just, you know, an audition that came through. And it, it interested me because it was uh, Mark Wahlberg and um, and uh, Rosalind Ross is the director. And she's uh, and, uh, you know, she seemed to be a very, very smart uh uh, woman with a, a sensibility towards, um, you know, interesting storytelling. And then of course you have, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson and, and just, uh, a really great cast in there. And, um, and, you know, it's a faith-based film. And, um, I, I think that that's, uh, that's, that's always, a a, a, a very, uh, noble undertaking specifically if you, if you can tell a story in such a way that's not being didactic or preachy, but uh, relatable, and um, that's exactly what I haven't seen it yet. But I'm just judging it. I'm, I'm the, we're having a premiere this week, but uh, that's that's exact. That's that's what uh, I believe it is. You know, b- based on the script. Now, it, you know, it's 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 not a big part in the movie, but uh, there was there was a period of time again when we weren't working so when things started coming in opportunities started coming in i just said yes 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 because yeah <laughs> so long. but uh you know uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it and uh, and uh, i think it's gonna be something really cool trailer looks great yeah i mean it looks like a fantastic film i tried to get a screener of it from the studio and they shut me down because oh, really? i really wanted to watch it oh. um sometimes i get screeners and sometimes i don't it just depends but um, in any case, it's funny that you say that a lot of people were saying yes all the time to everything that was coming down. And I saw an interview with a comedian recently where he was in the same situation and he just said yes to everything. And then later on found out he had like 400 shows booked and it was like a two year tour that he had committed to wow. without really thinking about like what he was doing because he just was at home all the time, you know, and, and just was eager to work. Some people were saying like, that's the first time they hadn't had a job since they were like 17 or 18 because nobody really knew, but I'm so glad that you were able to do work, um, you know, during the pandemic and also a lot of great things too, that came out the conjuring. You did an amazing job in that movie. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was a really good film. Like I, I, I watched it a couple different times because, um, and it was at that point when I reached out to your team to see about getting you on the podcast because I wanted to talk to you about that movie. And then, of course, you know, life was going on and things were happening. But uh, our moments now, I, I want to talk about this because you've played a lot of different roles in your career. Like you've got The Conjuring, which is like on one side. Uh, and then you have all these other roles uh, that you have played, uh, different different characters and things like that. When you are given a role or you audition for a role or let's say you get it, like how do you get into the, the headspace to create that character, especially when you're coming off something that's like so markedly different? Let's say The Conjuring, because that was a very interesting character to say something like this or to anything else that you have chosen to be a part of you know i just i just um usually there's enough time to cleanse your palate now the conjuring three we had actually um we had actually shot a while ago and then it was shelved um for uh, for reasons that i 
I can't quite remember why it was shelved, but it was supposed to come out like a year prior to that. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't really have a problem doing that. I I, I think um, um, the Conjuring is kind of a thing of its own because um, you know, I, I was playing a real guy, and um, and you're it was you wanted to be very very sensitive to how you portrayed the man because the man um did die right yes i mean the whole case is based on his murder so um you know i i got the sense that when we were shooting that that um that they were kind of um uh, how would you say it? they were kind of they were kind of gearing away from having this um you know, he might have been a little bit, to be honest with you, I, 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 I wonder if the guy might have been a little more abrasive in real life than sure. we depicted in the movie. But because um, because we're we had the responsibility of playing a guy who actually lived and was murdered and we're telling this story, we uh, we we, we kind of wanted to uh, maybe, um, you know, uh, water down the depiction of him. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. So. um so that was kind of a thing of its own. I was just uh, uh, just full on excited because the, the, I was I'm such a fan of the first two Conjuring movies, you know. Um, and then from that, I went to you know, there's a couple other things in between, and then I went to Emancipation. Now that was a real tough one um, because I'm I'm playing uh, um, I'm playing uh, a bushwhacker in the Civil War, uh, yeah, who's you know who's you know on the wrong side of history and. Um, facing <laughs> yes. down our, our protagonist will smith now that was a tough one to kind of enter into and exit out of because uh, it, it it was just such a a heavy a heavy guy a heavy just the worst time in american history and we're telling the story about it and then we show up to these battlefields um that that are they're almost transporting you into time you know yeah and um Man, I tell you, that was that was there were some dark days on that because, um, you know, you always try to find you always try to even when you're playing the bad guys, you know, the, they say the uh, the the villain is just the hero of his own story. Right. Yeah. Like there's got to be humanity yeah. to it, so because you, if you ask that person's mom or dad or whoever, yeah. you would they would probably say, yeah. He's a great kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so that's exactly right. So, but when you're playing someone like, uh, like the guy I played in emancipation, it's, it's a lot harder to, to find that, you know? Um, but you have to, because if, if you, if, if, you know, you sign up to be a part of telling that story, um, and, and to truly do it justice, you can't pull any punches, you know? So that was, um, uh, that, that was a lot harder to shed just because of the nature of uh, the story we were telling. So as I'm looking here and just thinking about the projects that you've done, you just, you play a lot of really cool characters, you know Thanks. what I'm saying? And again, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've seen most of your films oh, wow. of recent, and even just going back and like looking at clips from other things that I know that you've been in, it's just interesting to watch as a storyteller or as an actor, how you kind of like are able to shift, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes you play these really intense characters or we're talking about the conjuring, you know, the yeah. devil made me do it. It's like, yeah. okay, now I'm playing a real person who yeah. died as a result of 
nefarious or whatever happened. Yeah. And then you kind of go, okay, now I have to kind of switch out of this and, you know, I don't know if you yeah. you do a buddy comedy maybe next or whatever yeah. the case might be. Um, you know, now you're like playing the lighthearted sidekick, you yeah. know, or something silly like yeah. in Lethal Weapon or, or one of those television shows, you yeah. know, so it's just fun to watch. Well, you know, the Conjuring, uh, the on the set of The Conjuring, they kind of, um, you know, they bless the set before everyone shows up on the first day. Not before, when everyone's there on the first day, they bless the set. Um, and, you know, um, but I think that people on that movie kind of take the lore pretty seriously. So yeah. there is kind of a, a kind of a creepy, you know, if you talk to um, uh, Vera um, Farmiga, she's pretty vocal about like the experiences she's had on set, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Patrick is a little more, um, a little more kind of, uh, you know, takes things at face value. Um, so I, I think that, um, I think that if you went into a movie like that being a believer and had some sort of experience with uh, with something other than the physical world, you know, spirits, ghosts, which I had and have, um, then it, it hits you a little differently. But if you if you uh, if you never really had an experience with it, because I, I equate to, it, you know, you're probably less inclined to be open to it if you've never had an experience with it. Right. You're more inclined to be open to it if you have. So I think that, uh, you know, um, I think people's experiences ran the spectrum on that. But that was a little weird, too, because it was just creepy, you know? Yeah, it was a little dark, but it was interesting. Um, you know, you said something interesting about people who are believers, uh, who have some sort of faith-based things in their life. Uh, it, it's interesting because I... I'd, you know, having been had that part of my life in the past yeah. as a pastor and things like that and working with youth and dealing with all these different things, you know, that's the one thing that you could never argue somebody out of a corner was their experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you have people that have those experiences in yeah. their lives, you can't, you can't take that away. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. That's right. I think that's why this movie, uh, the conjuring or even father stew, you know, even though it, there people it is a sort of a faith-based film yeah. about somebody but you know i think mel gibson said in an interview you know when you have that title on something people kind of ex the faith-based community i guess kind of is expecting something but really this film is not about that because the father stew was a very hardcore person sure. but um you know super solid all the way um, and, yeah. uh, I'm excited for people to see that film. And if they haven't seen the conjuring three or any of the other one, death in Texas, that cool poster that you have in the background, Thanks, man. um, another great film. One last question here. I know you've had a very busy day, uh, but I want to ask you, what was it that interested you in becoming a storyteller? Uh, Ronnie, like when did you know that this was something that you wanted to do? I was probably about nine or 10 and, um, Maybe I was a little older than that. And and I remember um I remember I had watched a Spike Lee film. I could be wrong with the age, but I was young. And I believe the Spike Lee film was um oh man, it it might have been um She's Gotta Have It or um it, or Do the Right Thing. It might have been Do the Right Thing. Let's just say it was Do the Right Thing. Um and I I was watching it a lot on cable. Um uh, and then I remember going to my, the library at school and I saw a, a book, a Spike Lee book and in the, the, um, 
the in the book it also had pages from the script right okay cool so um and then i went uh to blockbuster even though it was coming all the time so i could pause it and i i i it, i remember it blowing my mind how i could just i could see the script and i could see the words they were saying uh when I would watch it and then I'd pause it and I'd look at the script and I was like, it was, it was uh, such a, a kind of a peek behind the curtain in the mind of a, of, of a young boy. So um, that summer, my, my parents bought me a VHS camcorder and I started making movies, you know, with whatever I had uh, in my room, like attack of the killer guinea pig, you know? Um, but that was just kind of something I did as a hobbyist. Um, and then, and then it was something that I, I was I didn't really think about um, until after I graduated college and everything kind of came full circle. And I just had the impetus to move out to Los Angeles without really any background. I mean, uh, without other than just being a, a hobbyist as a kid who loved movies and, ma and making my little movies, you know, um, and I and but I still I had no background in acting. So I'd I say I was about 21, 22. And I think the smartest thing I could have done when I moved out to L.A. was um, I, I just asked around where the best places to study were. I picked one and um, I really spent my entire 20s by uh, just learning. I didn't have any expectations. Um, and I think that that really saved me because I, I just I was able to get a job and just say, OK, listen, I'm just going to learn this thing. Um, and it's as 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 long as I love it, I'm going to keep the pursuit, uh, keep keep up the training, and and um, try to um, really hone some sort of technique, and uh, and that's what I spent my 20s doing, and it was it was really a great time because um, as as I as I suspected I might, which obviously was the impetus for me moving to Los Angeles, I uh, I loved the process, and and so I loved the process of learning, and I, I spent many years learning, and uh, so you know. I'm still a big process guy, so that um, you know, it's it's for me. It's always the um, the the preparing for the work and the actual work is is infinitely better than any um, than you know than watching it or going to a premiere. You know, that's all cool, but the real, yeah. the real magic I think uh, is 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 in the doing. So um, yeah, that's a long long winded way to answer. No, no, I think it's great. I mean, for anybody that has not spent time on a film or television set. It is a process yeah. uh, because what you see and then what you experience uh, are two totally right. different things. Right. Uh, I've spent, I did a lot of stand in and background work in New Mexico on a lot of shows and I've seen how it works and like one or two scenes could take hours or days, you know, sometimes television's a bit different because they usually knock those out in like five or six days usually, but and they're on top of each other because yeah. as they're filming, one's yeah. coming out or two's coming out. So um, it's a lot of work. But you've done so many cool things, Ronnie. Again, um, I will put a link in our video and audio notes for people to just check out your work. And excited to see Father Stu and Thanks, all the other things uh, you've got coming out. And uh, Let me know what you think your... about Father Stu when you watch it. I will. Yeah, I will for sure. Um, and uh, shout out to your team at Studio Matrix for making it happen. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Be well. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots. 
Roll out. Go home.